Welcome back to the Mail-In Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. and in front of me, he's the host of Club Cool, and you may know his fashion takes far and wide. You put up a story yesterday from Club Cool Pod that um, I may have watched it a couple times, just getting some inspiration. That's Barrett Dudley across from me. Barrett, what's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Happy to be here. This is my first time on the Brett Merriman-hosted Mail-In, so I'm, I'm very excited about this. Uh this is uh this is one of the bed po- best podcasts watched too. I mean they're all good, but 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 this is uh this is a fun one, and we're in the new studio as well. Got these bright lights shining down on me, so it's just uh it's a good day to be here. Thank you for having me. It's a great day to be here. Uh, happy to have you. Pumped to have you on. I have some some Barrett specific questions, okay, which I'm excited about. All right, and it, it's just a, it is it, the new studio takes a little bit of getting used to because you're just kind of used to the old sight lines, you're used to the the old interaction. Yep. And I feel like I want to be doing more of a performance. Absolutely. Now. Like I, we, we just we just recorded Club Cool, and like Phil and I were both kind of like looking over to the cameras as if we were, <laughs> yeah. you know, sitting at like an ESPN desk, you know, talking about the NBA draft or something. So it, exactly, you, there's there's a uh, a hint of of like morning news. Yes, here that I need absolutely. To be, yeah, yeah. My newscaster <laughs> voice needs to be popping out. But we're happy to have you. We've played a little phone tag here. We're like, oh, I can know, you do this week. No, yeah. I can't do this week. Can do next week. Yeah. Oh, I got somebody else scheduled. So we got Barrett Dudley in the mix. Happy for him, to, or happy for us to be here with Barrett. We got Adam on the ones and twos over there. And if this is your first time listening to the Mail-In Podcast, what is the Mail-In Podcast? Well, we do our best to answer your questions. You may run into situations in your 20s or 30s that you need help with, and we're here to do just that. Get a laugh in. Maybe walk away with something useful. That's kind of what we're here for, Barrett. How can you help us out of the Mail-In Podcast? You can tell a friend about it. It's the easiest way to get into washed media. Send them a clip or a segment that makes sense. There will be more clips coming, courtesy of Adam. Shouts to him. Subscribe on iTunes and follow on Spotify, or you can hit the hotline number to leave a voicemail, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or hop in the uh, the Twitter or Instagram bio at Mail-In Podcast for the link to write in and leave a uh, leave a question that way. Barrett, before we get to the questions, I ask every new guest this. Okay. And this goes back to our, our early days here. What was your screen name <laughs> back in the day, and were you an AIM guy or AIM guy? Uh, do you mean what did I call the program? Like, yes. A- yes. Uh, AIM. Okay. Or, or, or I, I, think that's, I think that's what we called it is AIM. Uh, Ensign Messenger. And, um, yeah, man, the, it, AIM was a giant, giant deal for us. And, uh, you know, I, I know I'm a, a little bit older than you. And and so very much came from, like, that Pen15 era of, like, constantly subtweeting your crushes or, or mm-hmm. your frenemies, like, in your away message. 100%. And just that whole thing of, like, like just waiting for the creaking door sound to open and, like, hoping it was going to be you know, a certain person or a certain friend or a certain crush. So, like, so, so yeah, that, that's the one. I think um, I had the door too. <laughs> uh, Not exactly a creaking door. It's funny that that's like what I was, that that's exactly what I was hearing in my voice, in, in my head, but not the way I would describe it after, after hearing it. Um, yeah. So I, I had two screen names there. They're going to make a lot of sense if, if you, if you know what I'm all, all about, or if you uh, know the, uh, the content of, of the podcast that I do here at club cool. The first one was uh, Adidas 9R. Adidas was like okay. my favorite brand at the time. And uh, also the cleats that I wore for playing soccer, mm-hmm. which the back half of that also references 9R was for Ronaldo. And I'm talking original ah. Ronaldo here. Bald Brazilian Ronaldo, not, not Cristiano. Cristiano Ronaldo. Wow. Yes, OG Ronaldo. Um, then I, I eventually thought, you know, I'm not that into soccer anymore. This screen name, it's a little weird. So I had to switch the brands that I repped. Interesting. And so I, I switched it to an obscure snowboard reference to a snowboarding brand okay. called Atlantis. Oh. And so I was Atlantis SB Co. S- for like Atlantis snowboard. Like you were you were the Atlantis. I was the, snowboard. I was the brand. Yes. I had I <laughs> had, had a branded account I had before brand. on the on the uh, branded AIM account. Yes. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I guess that tracks, right? Like always like that invested and interested and attached to, uh, to certain, to, to certain brands. Um, Absolutely. But that's, 
Yeah, not as probably not as fun as like the people that were like you know Zany Balls sixty nine, but um, you know it, it is what it is. That's it, that was me. Uh, one of my friends, Kelly, who's been on this podcast before, she had the original cool, sexy babe. No, <laughs> no underscores, no numbers. She was just cool, sexy babe. I was Man, like, that you yeah. could probably sell that these days. Um, but what was that brand, Barrett? That when we played soccer as like nine year olds. Everybody had this brand. It, it had like, it was like squares on the shorts, and they they kind of felt like Nile Umbro, 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 Umbro. Yeah, is yeah. that still around? Umbro, uh, it it fell out of favor, and I think they may have kind of bellied up for a while because I I, I want to say that I don't know if Target bought Umbro, but I remember okay. that that Umbro had a bit of a resurgence and was like being sold directly at target for a while interesting i'm okay. not sure if that's still happening I do, I do not know the current status of umbro it feels like like a, a unique low or something would pick up umbro yeah try to spin it off and and the, the, just I, let it die a, i mean slow down. yeah definitely the i mean that that brand you would think that especially with like the 90s being so hot right now mm-hmm. yes and uh you know we were just you, you may have just heard phil and i like having a conversation off mic about like the short shorts that are that are uh, so popular right now like Umbro definitely seems like a brand that somebody should pick up and and try to kind of revitalize, but uh, but yeah, it, it hasn't totally happened yet. It it has not. I would love it. I man, I used to wear the, the Umbro shorts with like the cool lines on the side. Yep, constantly. And I didn't even play soccer, Adam. <laughs> I never played soccer. Speak, Adam. Adam is a he doesn't know what AIM is. That not that's, that does not surprise. That kind of hurt the first yeah, time. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm not that old. I'm 27. <laughs> and I was like, what is AIM? What is AIM? Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, how about bear? We get to some questions. Let's do it. First one. This is a very Barrett specific question. Hey guys, first first question here. One. What is the optimal number of buttons to unbutton on a button up at work and at the discotheca? <laughs> and a follow up. What is the perfect date outfit for a guy? Please do all four seasons. <laughs> FYI, I live in Texas. Barrett, how many buttons are you going on your button up or button down? I guess, first of all, what do you call it? Yeah, so if if you want to get technical, technical about it, it is a button up. A button down specifically refers to a button down collar. Oh, interesting. So when you okay. say so, we've we've and don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I've definitely called it a button down before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it that that's that's what makes the most sense to people a lot of times. But a button down, like you know, kind of in the industry, actually refers to like an Oxford, like an OCBD, an Oxford cloth yep. button down, or a button down collar on a on a sports shirt or a casual shirt or a dress shirt. So it is technically a button up. Uh, that that is referring to the shirt itself and, interesting and okay how you put it on and that and debate has been settled do not at me in the discord <laughs> barrett dudley has just dropped the knowledge yeah uh and so i i think i'm, I'm you know I, i'm not wearing one right now but i think for like business casual I, I i have two undone okay i definitely do more than just the top one that looks too stuffy to me mm-hmm. too like you know baker bots too like I'm I'm stuck in the accounting department and like I don't have any fun. Like I think you can get away with more than just that top button. Right undone. after the, there's after the tie button, right? There's like so there, the the tie button is the very top one. Yep, and, and that almost doesn't count in this almost, situation. Right, so two buttons total. Yes, definitely one more than than that very top one. Um, and then I I think that uh, at the discotheque, honestly, all bets are off. But you can definitely before you even walk in, you go one more. Mm-hmm. I and like then, that. and then, as 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 I'm sure you saw in, in photos, I think both of us actually <laughs> m- missed the the meetup this past weekend. Uh, but then, you know, you just you let the juice start flowing, and whatever feels right is right, and you can go. Hell, you can just go all the way undone, man. I'll tell you what. I think I like the rule that it's like every drink. Yeah, every drink know, is yeah, another button. Another button yeah, done. Yeah, yep. definitely. And that's just that's just Dylan friend of the program dylan chevry uh <laughs> showing off yeah we yeah, right yeah. you swim at lifetime dude thanks for yeah. thanks for sharing <laughs> and then now that that's settled the this because I, I was intrigued by this question too perfect date outfit for a guy let's let's assume it's a, a first date yeah because once you're once you're in a relationship it's like oh joggers and a t-shirt sure Four yeah. seasons of date outfits. Okay, so he he says all for all four seasons, um, but he, that he lives in Texas, and so really that's only like two seasons. Two seasons, exactly. yeah. It's either hot or it's like kind of cold. Yeah, and <laughs> very rarely and stuffy. Yeah, very rarely are you going to experience 
really anything outside of that. Um, this is obviously like a kind of an impossible question to answer unilaterally because everybody is different and everybody has their own personal style. But, um, you know, I think that you want to, I think you want to look relaxed and casual, but you also want to look put together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think kind of like, I don't think you want to look too traditional. I don't think you want to look too trendy. So, you know, I think that, that kind of like in our day and age, by the way, if this is a dinner date and this is your first date, there, there are really almost like rules instead of like, what should you wear? So a couple of my rules would be don't wear shorts on your first date mm -hmm. if you're going to dinner. Okay. Really, if you, I mean, even like, unless you, unless your first date is like patio bar on a Saturday, I mm -hmm. wouldn't wear shorts. Okay. It's just, it's like a, it's like a thing of like, you, I think pants just show that you're taking something more seriously. You consider this an important thing that you're doing, mm -hmm. right? And then the second uh, piece of that, which should be obvious, but like, don't wear flip flops on the first day. <laughs> it is the summer of chinos and flip flops, Barrett. I don't know if you are aware. Are you are you committed? Are you so committed to it that you would that you'd go chinos and flip flops on a first day? No, never. Okay, because that is, you're, as I've been told, <laughs> it, a very much a turnoff by my significant other of multiple years at this point. I, it's like. I, <laughs> Chinos, chinos and flip-flops, and I've seen you do it, and it's like, it's, you put out a, you put out like a, like a, a, a kind of rakish enough vibe that it, that it works for you. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's like, to get away with it on a date, I think you have to look like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you have to. You know? You really, you, you have, really to have to be. You have to exude that like, very good looking and very like comfortable and casual and like, I'm about to play the bongos later tonight yeah. type type deal 100 percent. adam you, did you hear he just was like you have to you have, you're not good looking enough to pull off <laughs> the chinos and flip-flops look and that is going straight I, that, to the heart no, sorry the brad i'm i i hate to i, I, I don't mean to uh to bury but, you like that but but you know you know what i mean yes. right it is a very it, it's becoming a popular look in like the like hockey circles where the guys okay. they they you know their legs are incredible so yep. they can pull off these these tighter chinos mm -hmm. put the flip-flops on we're not talking jack johnson jeans where the the bottom of the jean is below the, the right the right, heel right. of the rainbow yeah no 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 <laughs> it's got to be a more or less a tailored chino and are they when you see the hockey guys doing this is it flip-flops or is it like like birkenstocks or like a leather sandal it's i've seen like, both okay. i've seen both but most you know your traditional rainbow thong okay flip flop i, I mean yeah it's it i, I look you you you've got a significant other. I do. You're established in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You go chinos and flip flops. All my you man. want, man. My man. Which is <laughs> not what I'm suggesting for a first date. So to to get to what I would suggest, I think you. I I think like jeans or chinos in a not skinny but not baggy, just a nice slim fit. Um, I I would probably go with like clean sneakers over like a loafer or a dress shoe. And then, uh, you know, in, in the warmer months, I think you're talking like either de depending and depending on the, on where you're going, uh, you know, how formal or how nice it is. I think you're, you're either like looking for like one of your best t-shirts mm -hmm. or like a short sleeve button up. And right now, obviously, uh, you know, the, the, the camp collar, the more spread out collar is, uh, is kind of, I think if you want to show that you're like a more fashionable guy, if 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 you're a little bit more traditional, then maybe you go with like a standard, uh, just kind of like regular button up, but mm -hmm. short sleeve to 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 keep things casual. And that I think is just kind of like, I I I think that that just kind of takes everything out of the equation. You know, you're not you're not looking like a finance bro, and you're not looking like you're you're a fashionista either. Sure. And that's that kind of allows you to just kind of sell yourself instead of sell what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, um, um, for a colder months, it's basically the exact same thing except for, uh, you know, throw on like some type of, I think, I think once you're into to cooler months, you do get to flex a little bit more with, with an outerwear choice, Absolutely. whether yeah. it's like a denim jacket or a bomber or, um, you know, if, if maybe if you live in like Austin or Dallas, uh, you, you can get away with like a leather, mm -hmm. uh, something like that. Definitely. If you live in, in New York or Chicago or LA, um, and, uh, yeah, I think, I think you're just keeping it clean, keeping it casual and keeping the fit of everything really flattering for, for your body and then avoiding anything that like has too many connotations. Okay. Right? 
So. Okay. I like that. The, there's something that when I think of a first date outfit, I think you you want to be you you, you like you mentioned, you want to exude that you are trying, right? You you clean up, you can do this, but you don't want to be over the top. Yeah. Right? You don't want you don't want questions about your outfit, which is why I wouldn't go to the chinos and flip-flops. Right, right, right. But <laughs> like white sneakers are very very in, yes. I'd call. It. And, yeah. and maybe they've never left, but right now I, my closet is just white sneakers of varying lengths and sure. sizes. Um, and then really into the chino look and then very into the nicer t-shirt look because while I do like the striped dry fit polo with a, coll- a collegiate logo on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I'm golfing, <laughs> that is the outfit of every person who lives here. Yeah. And maybe that's you feel comfortable in something like that. I don't want to offend thousands of listeners on this very podcast who go out every weekend in khaki shorts, a striped untucked polo, right. mid calves and white new balances. Yeah. <laughs> which you see up and down 6th street, right? But um I I I guess I wanted your your thoughts on that specific look um because my significant other she's a fan of that look and she went to an SEC school is like that right. that makes right. sense. Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of what I was saying with like the with with the connotations, right? Like if you wear a golf polo and khaki, like a dry fit golf polo and khaki shorts, like you are you are giving away what type of school you went to. Mm-hmm. You were probably in a fraternity and like pretty much like what industry you're in right now. Boom. And so yeah. it's th- th- that's if you're okay with saying all of those things and like letting those things kind of speak almost before you do, then 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 by all means like go for it right but that's but but for the same reason that like on the flip side like i am not going to wear like my trendiest most expensive like most funk funked up stuff Mm -hmm. on a first date because like i don't i don't want to necessarily lead with like hey i love spending money on clothes (laughs) yes i'm gonna need more closet space than you are yes you know what i mean Uh like that's not i don't want to say that on a first date Gotcha. And so that's why I'm that's why that's why I'm basically taking the look that you described and and maybe something that like that 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 I would consider like kind of super fashionable or, or super trendy. And I'm coming back to like this very cleaned up middle mm-hmm. where you're where you're not really giving too much away about you know where you're from, what you do, what school you went to, and who your friends are right now. I love it. I love yeah. <laughs> so. it's, like, it's like you see the crews out. It's like twelve guys on Rainy Street and just various striped polos with a country club logo a collegiate logo xyz you name it i'm like y'all y'all went out and said i'm gonna do this and you probably do it every single day and there's nothing (laughs) wrong with it because i do it on occasion yeah yeah um that's funny you know who else where where i've seen that look plenty barrett is barbecues okay and you know who's helping me out at barbecues this summer our friends over at butcher box Summer is all about savoring every moment, and grilling is one of my favorite things to do in the summer. We have two uh, community grills at my apartment complex that are awesome. Uh, One's charcoal, one's gas. I like cooking on both, but Butcher Botch has been hooking me up this summer uh, in terms of getting getting some dinners done. And I get outside with the... uh, the the ribs that they send me and I'm I'm cooking they're like oh my god are you doing like people are doing grilled chicken which is fine but I'm out there doing ribs and stuff and they're like man this is you guys are you you're, you're cooking up over here I'm like beautiful yes, sir. cuts of meat beautiful that that's that's always impressed me about uh, about the butcher boxes you're just like this is like next level like you know butcher cuts not not just your run of the mill like get it in a plastic package from the grocery store 100% yeah. it is high quality stuff butcherbox delivers humanely sourced meat of your choosing right to your doorstep options like 100% grass fed and finished beef free range organic chicken humanely raised pork wild caught lobster tails wild caught alaskan salmon and sugar or nitrate free bacon each box ships with 9 to 11 pounds of meat packed fresh shipped frozen and vacuum sealed making it simple to store in the freezer and grab later for a delicious meal. I'm a ribs guy, personally. I love their bacon, like I said. And whether you're customized your box or ordered a, uh, a curated selection, you're always getting high-quality choices and high-quality cuts of meat, no matter what you do. It's super convenient. Love having it just delivered to my door. Pop it in the freezer. You're good to go. 
and you just don't have to you don't have to worry about going to the to the store and being like oh is this cut better than this cut and kind of standing there and why is this more expensive than this butcher botch takes all that uh out of the equation for you. It's awesome. Luckily, today's sponsor, ButcherBotch, wants to celebrate you this summer. Right now, they're offering new members two free lobster tails and two free ribeyes in your first box. Man. Depending on where you are, Barrett, that is like That's... hundreds of dollars of value. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so you can share a high-quality surf and turf meal with friends or just enjoy it by yourself. Here's the process. It's super simple. Sign up and choose your box and delivery frequency. They offer four curated boxes and a custom box that lets you choose your favorite cuts. Ships right uh, ships your order frozen at the peak freshness and packed in eco-friendly 100% recyclable box. And you enjoy high-quality meat delivered to your door and more time for amazing meals together. Butcher Box is offering listeners two 5-ounce lobster tails, like I said, and two 10-ounce ribeyes for free. And your first box, you can only get this special deal when you sign up for a new membership at butcherbox.com slash mail-in. That's butcherbox.com slash mail-in for free lobster tails and free ribeyes in your first box. Cannot beat that, Barrett. Let's do a voicemail. Yo, what's up, big game? Uh, this is Sean from the Seattle area. I just went on my first first date in about two years, um, and she was a she was a real catch. Um I'm just wondering what your procedure is after the first date. You know, you might not know because you're you're batting a thousand on dating apps. But uh, <laughs> uh, how do you how do you work your way into that second date? You know, do you wait three days? Do you text them five minutes after proposing, telling them you love them? I don't know. I'm just uh, a little bit curious. So uh, yeah, Brett and esteemed guests, please please help me out here. All right, take care, boys. The procedure after a first date, Barrett. I included this one because. A lot of the times we dance around this question or mention, um, you know, somebody is about to go on a first date and we kind of have that procedure. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we've ever established or or mentioned the uh, air quotes here, the rules of a post first date engagement. So do you have yeah. any off the top of your head that you can remember? Man, um, the, the truth is it has been so long since I had to do this that I honestly don't know what I what I would do, um, and and I also don't. I also don't understand. Like I feel like the rules kind of change over the years. Okay, and as things like dating apps have become so popular, and like everybody's meeting on Hinge now, um, and and like I don't have a good sense for whether people are out there still playing games. Basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like do you still have do you still do you still have to put on this front of like. I got to to for her to be interested or for him to be interested. I got to be a little uninterested. I don't know. <laughs> um, I I think that I so I'm just I'm kind of guessing here. But I would say that after first date, like I would not text that night mm-hmm. I, because I you know I, I would be worried about looking a little too clingy or cloying or mm-hmm. like kind of worried that I'm not going to talk to you again. Yep. You know. Yep. Uh, but I also don't think that there's anything wrong with like following up the next day and being like loved last night. When can we do it again? Yep. Or suggesting a day to do it again. Um, you know, so I, I, I would, I would ignore like the whole, like wait three days to follow up that just in our, in our society today, where like everything happens so fast and we can't even stay on a news story for more than like three hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's asking to, to for both of you to be moving on to the next thing, like waiting that that length of time. I agree. I agree. I'm I'm going to indict the the traditional rules of engagement here that have been written in you know numerous puff op eds, right? Yeah, that are like right. the rules of a first date, like, or, or books, or movies, or TV, or like whatever yeah. it is that like taught us that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's one. It's it's by feel. You know, you go on a first date, and I don't. I, I don't, the kissing on the first date, the whatever on the. First, it's situation by situation, and I don't think there's a there's no rule book that you should go by. Go by feel on these things. I will say, like I go on a first date, get a drink, have fun. I will touch date, hey, touch me when you get home, make sure you're safe. Yada yada, boom, and then probably not converse a whole lot that night unless it went great. Yeah, I mean, and you're like, like having a glass the, of wine yeah, on your the, couch, if, if right? If something it's, happens and and like the conversation starts flowing again, yeah. like over text. Then, then that, by all means, but yeah, you definitely like you're saying you got to read the situation as well. And if 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 uh, 
you know, if you see those three dots and then they disappear, you got you you back yeah. off a little bit too, right? One hundred percent. I think the one like like you mentioned, the next day, hey, had a blast last night. Um, what's your schedule like on Thursday? Or if you, would you want to do something again Thursday? Get it out of the way. You don't no need to wait yeah. three days to guess about an attraction that, or or if you didn't have an attraction. Hey, last night was fun. You want to let them down? Just say hey probably see this as friends would love to still be friends running the same circle let's connect our net whatever but i think the the day after is a perfect time to say whether you want to continue this whether you don't boom right yeah no i, I i'm i'm with you and i th- i think that uh kind of like you're saying like the next day you both probably know whether you want to do totally. it again so totally. there's no yeah it's not like you're going to change your mind either of you is going to change your mind over the mm-hmm. course of 72 hours instead of 24 so like yeah yeah Reach out. See if you want to do it. See if you can make it happen again. The one thing I wouldn't do is be like, uh, good morning. <laughs> like, smiley face. Like, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't. You're not getting to that point. And poor Adam's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He's, so you don't want to. Don't, don't get in the relationship already. Right, right. But right. you kind of wait, you know, mid-morning, mid, mid-afternoon. Hey, that was, I had a blast last night. Yada, yada. Let's, let's uh, do it again. And then probably you're not conversing a whole lot that day either, right? Unless you're, you're kind of more or less setting another date. Second date goes well. That's when you can start with the, uh, like the, the, the texting flirtation, the kind of exactly. the, bat, the chat. Yeah, you, I feel like I feel I definitely feel like you probably need two dates until you have enough of a rapport mm-hmm. to start doing that. Sure. Except for in those rare circumstances where it's just like everything clicked. And when that happens, if the, I feel like if that happens, if first date happens and it's just like, oh my god, that was perfect. You, you both just it just happens. You'll both start texting each other and nonstop and calling and like you're you know, you're getting married in six months. Yeah. So you get the Snapchats <laughs> involved and it's all but but you know what I was just thinking about this. There's a unique new to this generation that maybe this relationship started on hinge and you had to get some of that Sure. Sure. That uh banter in a way out of the way. So then you go meet in person. And then now it's like, okay, we got the in-person questions out of the way, the talks. We have the, the banter's already been had on Hinge because right. you're not just, hey, you're cute, want to go out, like, on Hinge. You yep. have to have some sort of rapport already. So then it's almost like, does the talking have to stop for a night or two? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's a very unique thing to our generation where it's not meet the person based on attraction, have a... a sentence or two then ask somebody on a date and then it goes from there it's right. like you kind of already built this you go on the date you get it all out and then there's like a whoa what's next type of thing yeah so maybe it is i, I do like giving it some time with no communication but but not three days not two whatever the rules are these days yeah i wouldn't know but um yeah it's just in- interesting stuff i haven't been on a first date in a minute <laughs> but, so i don't know <laughs> i don't yeah. know if that and, advice I mean, was good but i did want to see if you had an opinion on it yeah, I think uh, I think just go with your gut, man. But but definitely say how you feel. Don't wait too long, and at the same time, like play it cool. Yep. Like, you know, don't like 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 he like he joked. Like don't don't start talking about babies and mm-hmm. uh, and proposing and and going with the whole good morning. What do you want for breakfast? Type thing. <laughs> like yeah. right r- right off jump. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that <laughs> unless you explicitly do it. And you sit down and you, you break the ice, be like, okay, what are we naming our kids? <laughs> and then it's like, ha ha, funny. Oh, man. Let's do the next one, Bear. Let's go for it. Hi, crew. I wanted to get your thoughts on bring, bringing a girlfriend on a guy's trip. For a little background, we started planning this guy's trip just a weekend at the lake. And soon after, the one dude asked if he could bring his girlfriend. If not, he wouldn't be able to come. We're in our mid-twenties and about half the group is single. Now another guy asks if other ladies can come. Personally, I'd rather it be a dude's trip. And part of me would rather see my friend come with his girlfriend than not at all. I think the ladies would dampen the mood (laughs) and my friends would be a little tied down. And follow-up question, if the girlfriends come, should they split the cost evenly compared to the couples being counted as one in the cost breakdown? Sticky Goodness. situation, Brett. Yeah. This, this dude's like, I just wanted to see my boys at the lake. And now we're, we're introducing yeah, a whole yeah. other – because a dude's trip is very, very different than a couple's trip yeah. in terms of activities and 
food choices at the grocery store and alcohol and especially at mid at, in mid 20s in the mid for yeah. sure you know what i mean like yes that's that those are two very different trips um man I, i'll start here so i'm i'm about a decade older than than our our, our caller our listener here okay but um i've, I've very recently undergone a, a similar experience because uh we i've been in a fantasy football league that's on it's like 12th or 13th season yep and uh, several years ago probably five or six years ago as we like all scattered and like moved to different cities we essentially established a a set weekend in august every year unmovable this is when we all get together for our live draft Mm -hmm. we plan it out we've done several different locations we've been to boston we've done lake trips we've done like you know other cities uh and it's it's we we established that weekend like you know in our mid to late 20s so that it was set gotcha we've had a nice little run here of of five or six trips mm-hmm. um the the pandemic obviously interrupted last year's sure and as we headed into 21s a lot of these guys have multiple kids now everybody is pretty much wifed up uh or or has a long-term sig- significant other and this trip and therefore the league was was hanging by a thread. Oh no. Because there was so little like hubbub and excitement around it yeah. and people were dancing around the fact that like they didn't have the the social capital with their wives and families to like escape for this weekend sure. in this given year. Mm-hmm. And we had to break the ice. Finally somebody was like we got to we got to include the wags now to make oh, this man. to make this happen this year. Okay. And I am, you know, the unmarried, no kids guy. Yep. So I, of course, like bristled at this immediately, like a lot like our, our listener uh, is here. Um, the only way to make this trip happen this year and to get our draft done live was to include everybody, mm-hmm. was to and to open it up. And we, we had the same conversation where it's like, well, we, do we just let this one person who needs to bring his wife to make this happen, like do that? That doesn't make sense. If we're going to have one wife, then we just might as well have all the wives. And so uh, it it is now like a kind of joint trip. And it's not going to be as like raucous or exciting as uh, as the bros only trip might mm-hmm. have been. But you also got to understand that like that this just happens sometime and sometimes and we're going to get to a, a question in, 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 a, in a minute here where somebody's asking about the under 30 bucket list. Yeah. And mid twenties is actually a great time to get in this co-ed couples trip because I promise you, man, once people do start getting married and having kids it is nearly impossible to put them together. And it sucks because group trips are more fun than solo trips. Yeah. Sorry. They are. (laughs) It's fun to have other couples and your friends there with you. Like, don't get me wrong. Love spending, spending QT Mm -hmm. with, with, with the significant other or the, or the spouse. But like, Having other people to vibe out with and go to the pool with and go to dinner with is like pretty great. 100%. So, so to, to that end, I would I, I'm tempted to tell him to just embrace it. Yeah. But his age is also like a factor here because in your mid twenties, you also want to get in those those dudes trips. Um, the thing is, you're also because of your age. I'm sure that you and your crew probably have nominally six or seven bachelor parties left on on the schedule. Yep. So just like you're gonna get the bros trips too, <laughs> I th- I think you're still safe in like having yep. that time, and it sounds like for this one you might as well just let everybody bring their significant others. Yeah, I think especially if you already have this guys trip plan, like all of those guys in this group are going to have a bachelor party at some point. Yeah, so you already have those lined up. So think of this as a, a deposit on those trips, yep. right? And <laughs> like I I think. You're not giving these girls enough credit. Probably not. Because yeah. if half the group is single, some of the significant others are going to bring friends. It's going to turn into it's going to turn into a fun trip. To a fun trip. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you can still you can still get some guy time in. Take the guys out on the boat, only guys and the girls hang out or vice versa, right? There will be moments where the guys can stay at the fire an hour longer and rip some whiskey, you know, whatever you want to do. I think you embrace it. I understand where you're coming from. You want to be with the boys. You have like this guy's trip. You built it up as a guy's trip. And then one of the guys says, hey, I can't go unless, you know, Sarah comes. And, and you're like, oh, come on, dude. Really? Now now we have to in- invite everybody, like you said. But I think you embrace it. I think um, 
trips like this can be made much more fun with with girls involved. It's just everybody kind of has a, a a blast. So I think you're right. You embrace it. As far as the financial ramifications, oh yeah, there's everybody's paying. Their everybody's share paying here. their share. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, yeah, you, you're no free lunch here. Total number of people divide that evenly, yep. and then those dudes can decide if they're going to foot the bill for their significant other's portion. Yeah, Correct. but you do yeah. not. They don't just get like the same share. And they're plus one. Correct. Right. Yeah, they are not so, tacked on as a as an add on. They yeah. are very much involved in this split. Um, I, you know, he also says that like, it sounds like another one of your friends already kind of made the decision when he 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 cracked already. He asked if <laughs> yeah. if other ladies can come. Yeah. So that's that. I think the line you already crossed the line because the the best option prior to that was being like was telling your one friend like, sorry man, I guess you can't come then. Because mm-hmm. this is a dude's trip. Right. But the fact that somebody else was like, was sneaky, like, oh, yeah, I can bring my girlfriend now, too. Yeah, dude, like, nice. Like, like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, now so-and-so can come. Like, we're, now we're good. Ugh. Yeah, so that that guy was probably just, like, waiting for, for the other friend to be like, got to bring the GF if I'm going to make it. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I think, I think you've got a group trip on your hands now, think not sh- just a bro's trip. Absolutely. <laughs> Embrace it. Shoot, bring, bring a, a, a date of your own. Why not? Yeah, or like you said, like invite some other – like get ask if there are single dudes and get those, get those girlfriends to bring some friends too. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And then the cost goes down for everybody. Exactly. And <laughs> there's going to be the one guy, though, that like had the bed lined up. That no longer oh, yeah. the bed is completely out of the trip for him. He's like, oh, I had the fourth bedroom. Yeah, you're in the bunks now. You're in the bunks. You're on the couch because the couples, uh, every couple's trip, the couple somehow gets the bed yeah. for some reason. It's yeah. like, oh, we get it. Like, but they're mid twenties. They're not married. I, that's a whole other road we can go down because the couples always get the beds. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, let's do the next one, Barrett. Big game and esteemed guest. I'd love your thoughts on something. My question is, what would you guys include on a before 30 bucket list? For context, I've basically spent the first half of my 20s getting through college thanks to working full-time and a year off for Army training. Thank you for your service. I wrote in uh, about this a couple months ago, but I'm getting deployed at the end of August, and I'll be turning 25 in October, so I'm looking for ideas of how to make the most of the next five years once we get home. Love y'all. Under 30 bucket list. Barrett, how old are you officially? Uh, 34. You are 34. Yeah. I am 27. Under 30 bucket lists. I have thoughts. Uh, you start. You want to... So you... Let me... I, I don't even know where to start, but... <laughs> I will start by saying you change a lot in your 20s. And you learn a lot in your 20s. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about the, the world around you. And the person you are at 20 is... A very different person than I was at 24, and now a very different person than I was at 27, and I'm sure at 29 I will look back and say the same exact thing. That being said, I don't know how much my bucket list in my 20s has changed from day one. I've always wanted to start a business. I've always wanted to go on, like you mentioned, solo trips are not as fun as group trips, but like a solo solo. Okay. Going like clear the head, sort of like a bachelor party for myself trip. Like a walk, go- walkabout style, like yeah. self I w- self like, discovery. Yeah. S- yeah. Sort of self I was thinking like the the example I would give is go to the Alps and ski up and down to different ski villages. Sure. And kind of crash and, and meet people. Meeting people is one of my favorite things in the world. If I had I've said this before. If I had all the money in the world, I would open up a bar in a ski town and bartend. That's all I want to do, <laughs> just to hear stories and meet people. I think that's yeah. the coolest thing. Yeah. So I guess when it comes to a bucket list, I want to meet people in locations that I cannot replicate often in my life, especially you know, you more or less the end of your 20s represents a change where you're expected to now – get married, start a family, right? We're, which all, all things I want to do, but your 20s is the time to find yourself and figure out yourself before you get to that point, right? And so I think if you're going for specific things, I'm going to say I want to do a solo ski trip. I want to do a ski trip in a similar fashion with some of my best friends. So we have a house and you know you do the guys, mm-hmm. whatever. 
I want to do same th- same vein as a golf trip. I want to set up a recurring golf trip that I do every single year with my best friends in the world, and I want to start a business. And I think like those are pretty pretty solid things to start out with. And then I'm sure there's more that I could think of if if I had more time. But that's my my long way of saying that I still have things to do on my bucket list prior yeah. to thirty. Yeah, um, I, most of of what I will say will kind of piggyback on on what you just laid out there, but. Uh, I'll also, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll start it off with, uh, I was pretty touched by, uh, something that the creators of the show friends said in the, uh, reunion special that they did for, for HBO max a couple months back. And that was, they were, they were describing the show and they were saying that this show is about the time in your life when your friends are your family. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's, uh, that that was so meaningful to me because looking back on on my 20s and like what was so great about that era is all the time and all the things that you get to do with your friends whether it's like being idiots going to the bars on Tuesday and Wednesday nights or mm-hmm. getting to do group trips with no attachments to like you know to 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 children at home or to to dogs or to wives or anything all the responsibility that kind of starts mounting, mm-hmm. you know, in your late twenties and, and as you hit hit thirty and and then continue on, like in large part that doesn't that that doesn't exist when in your twenties. And I know it does for 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 some people and and uh, some people get married when they're young or some people like you know have the weight of of, of giant student loans and and uh, and so I, w- I was pretty lucky with with the things that I had to be concerned about when I was in my twenties. But but like you're saying, like. That is the time when, 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 when you have the freedom and the time to do things like group trips with your friends. Yeah, uh, it's when you have the time to, uh, you know, to, to. One of the things that I that I did not get to do that was on my bucket list. It was it was a plan of mine that that I ended up kind of killing due to some uh, <laughs> some failures uh, my senior year of college. But like me and a buddy. Mm-hmm. We're going to go be ski instructors the year oh. the year after we graduated from college. Yeah. Um, we were big time we were big time riders, big time skiers, uh, and we that we really wanted to go be ski bums for a year. Yeah. And like and I fucked it up. But that type of thing. Uh you have done something. I would love to have spent a couple years giving a shot in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm too old for that now. I can't afford it. <laughs> I wouldn't have fun being poor in New York City like you might when you're 25 or 26 years old. Yeah, like that is a young person's game to go live that li- that nonstop lifestyle mm-hmm. and not really be concerned about you know what your 401k looks like or like 100%. saving up for a house that is continuing to become more and more unaffordable. So it's like it 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 really all boils down to experiencing the things that once you're in your 30s. There's there's too much weight on your shoulders. You have too much other other thing, too many other things that you're concerned about, uh, socially, financially, and personally. Those are the things you got to do in your 20s. Yeah. So I would I, that, that that's kind of my. There's not really like it, it's not so much boxes to check as it is like experiences that you think you might want to have. You got to pull trig when you're in your 20s. Yep. So go move to that new city that you've always wanted to live in. hundred. Go on those trips that 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 you think maybe you can't afford, but you're definitely not going to have the time for once you can't afford them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just, and make the most of those years where, where, where you and, and, and your friends like have the time and the freedom to be each other's family. Yeah. I love that. I, th- I think you mentioned it with moving to a new city. It's like getting out of your comfort zone, um, was a major, major goal of mine. You know, you no no nothing against people who, Grow up in a city and stay in a city their whole lives and work and, and love it because I know plenty of people who have done it in Saratoga Springs, my hometown. But I, I wanted to get back to the point where I was so new and so un you know, untethered by anything. And all I had, I I needed to be a golden retriever and just like say hello to everybody and try everything and, and look at life with that zest that I'm out of my comfort zone. I, there's nothing I can do but go forward right now and change and and figure out myself. That that's one thing I wanted to accomplish in my tw- in my 20s, and and I've I've done that with moving to to Austin. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's that's a not a heavy one, but that's that's one that I, I like introspectively looking at because definitely 
you know, you kind of have those plans or you have that mindset. You can kind of check in with yourself every once in a while, but I don't think we do that enough. And then all of a sudden you're in your thirties and you're like, I shoot. Yeah. It's a, it's a great question for, uh, for our listener to have asked too. Cause yeah. like you're saying, like, I didn't really think about it. Yeah. And, and I, and there are definitely things that, that come up where I'm like, if I had asked this question, maybe I would have gotten a chance to do that. Sure. So. I like that. And New York is fun, but yeah. I wouldn't do, I wouldn't do three <laughs> years again. Uh, let's hear from our friends over at ritual, which should be a part of anyone in their 20s or 30s. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every single day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. Here's what you won't find, Barrett, in these vitamins. Sugars, nope. GMOs, nope. Major allergens, nah. uh Synthetic fillers, nope. And artificial colorants, no way. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed release capsule design makes taking your vitamins easy. When I'm taking my ritual vitamins, first of all, I pop the top. The smell is fantastic. It's all little minty fresh gets you going in the morning. Bang, bang. I take them. I pop them. And you can do them on an empty stomach because guess what? The vitamins are designed to go to parts of your stomach that are less sensitive. So you don't get any of that like vitamin-y breath or vitamin kind of nausea feeling. These things just take care of what you need in your diet. Every high, single high day. end science there. The highest, <laughs> the highest end science. Uh, it's a multivitamin reimagine. It contains key nutrients that your body can actually use to fill gaps in your diet. No shady extras like vitamin D3 in just two daily pills. They also have this supply chain that you can see where every ingredient came from, from all over the planet. It's crazy. Um, also, it doesn't matter if you're just a, what, what stage of your life you're in. Or if you're for uh, a woman, a man, teens, doesn't matter. Ritual has multivitamins that are scientifically developed to help support different life stages and anyone and everyone. Um, I was trying to th- uh, think of the, the one ingredient from Ritual. There's like zinc from Italy and something from Norway, like fish oil from Norway. It's incredible the way this is an internationally designed and developed multivitamin for you every single day. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering listeners of this podcast 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Randy to start your ritual today. Let's do the next one, Barrett. Let's go for it. Hey, mail-in crew. So I'm thinking about getting a dog, but I've never had one and feel a little overwhelmed. I'm still working from home at least till the end of the summer, so I think now is a perfect time. I live alone but have a fenced-in backyard and plenty of parks to take him to. I'm worried that I might be taking on too much, and I'm worried about what will happen when I eventually do go back to the office. Any advice? And I ask this question, one, because I'm considering this myself, and two, you, we, yeah, you, we are, the pu- you are the puppy whisperer. Yeah, we, we, did, uh, we did the pandemic dog. Um, yeah, there, it's, it, it is a tough decision. It is the best time to get uh, a dog right now if you are uh, working from home because, mm-hmm. man, it just – it makes the whole experience much better uh, and you you are there to let the dog out as many times as it needs to go and develop that relationship and start the training and doing all of that uh, the one the the one like drawback to this is that after having a pandemic puppy where we have basically been at home with this dog for a year now mm-hmm. like i i'm not sure how people did dogs when they weren't working from home <laughs> and how I will ever do it any other way. Because it's like you, w- w- once you're, w- once you have that dog and you realize kind of like how much attention they actually want and need. Mm-hmm. And then like you're saying, then you think about like for the last 70 years or hundred years or whatever, where we've just like all like locked our dogs up for 10 hours a day. And yep. then like, they and- just sit around doing <laughs> literally nothing like bored off their asses having to go to the bathroom for eight hours while while we're off at work. And it's just like, it was like kind of upsetting thinking about, man, have I like, have these dogs just all had shitty lives for the, for the whole, all the dogs that I grew up with as a kid, like as a kid, like, and obviously know that they, they haven't, they don't have the same concept of time and they're very adaptable and they're very like, you know, that they like to sleep. Dogs are dogs and they <laughs> sleep a lot too. And if, when, when you're not there, that's what they do. They just go take naps. Yeah. So it is, it, it is what it is. But at the same time, it's like, you do have that feeling of like, man, how do you, how do you have a dog when you're not working from home? Mm-hmm. So to answer that question, uh, 
as well as many other expenses you should prepare yourself for. Yeah. You pro like for the, the, for the health and, um, you know, mental and both physical and mental of your dog, you probably want to get ready for some, some days of doggy daycare. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I see uh, a, a friend of, of the network, uh, cat Pat. Yep. I see her new dog in day, in doggy daycare quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. looks like it's having a blast. Um, it's something that, uh, that, that we are, Sonny was just spayed last month and is, has recovered from the surgery now. And we're like, kind of like looking around for ones to kind of put her in, uh -huh. even though we are there most of the day yeah. because she just, these dogs, they want to play. They yeah. want to socialize 100%. with other dogs. They, and they will, that's the other part. When you are home all day, every day, they're going to bug the shit out of you too for all of that attention. <laughs> and so it's, um, you know, it's a double-edged sword because it's like, yeah, it is a great time to do it. You're going to have a, you, you will have the time to be there for the dog. At the same time, you're going to feel more guilt than ever when you do go back to the office. Mm -hmm. And so you got to be ready to, to kind of like give the pup something to do, whether totally. that's, whether it can stay with a neighbor or a friend that has dogs uh, during the day, or it needs to, you know, get some, get some play time for doggy daycare. Even if it's two times a week, three times a week, it's better than like having your dog sit in the house all day, every day yep. for, for until the weekend rolls around. I like that. That's interesting. I, I never thought about it that way where, that's kind of like a, a, a camp for dogs, right? Yeah. Where And you don't need – it doesn't need to be every day. Three times a week, twice a week, you go in, it gets a ton of social time. Yep. be exhausted the next day. Exactly. Like, right? So, yep. And the, I feel like they, this this writer has already checked a few boxes too with a fenced-in backyard. That's huge. Absolutely huge. Parts around. Because like, then, then you don't need to be worried about elevators and stairs and just take him out. Yes. Just open the yeah. back door and he can run around and you don't have to worry about him or her getting – out. Yep, and the the potty training is honestly pretty quick, and so uh, once the once the pup is nominally like three to four months old, mm -hmm. it, it, as long as your you know your backyard is is uh, is kind of safe for this, it's as easy as just letting the dog out. Which is as somebody that has had a dog in an apartment and now has one with a fenced in backyard, like night and day, night and day, to just be able <laughs> to open that door instead of having to gear up, get the collar on, do the leash walk, like mm -hmm. the whole thing, and it's like yeah. It, that's far more time consuming than uh, than this backyard option, which is definitely a, a big perk, for sure. Well, I will especially I will, depending on the type of dog you yes. get. You know, I will very much be uh, reaching out to you and yeah, <laughs> and other Wash Media members because I am I'm teetering here. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the only other thing to think about is like how. How often on the weekends do you kind of and and we didn't get an age here, but like how often do you find yourself, you know going to brunch and then going to day drink and then like rolling that into dinner mm -hmm. and like, cause if you're still having a lot of those days, it's kind of, those are great days and it's kind of a bummer to have to be like, Oh, I got to go with the dog. Out. Yeah. I mean, I think of golf, yeah. you know, I live by myself and I'm like, well, if I turn a morning tea time into a few patio beers, all of a sudden I'm like, man, that, that is, that's 10 hours yeah. almost, yeah. you know, eight hours at the very least. Right. And it's, it, you're, you're getting to the point where that's not fair yeah. to a dog. So all these things going into my decision. A lot of, lot of, lot and, of things enter into the equation. And for I'm sure, sure like, but, uh, the, but they're also, you know, very, yeah. very rewarding. And, and I don't think it's, it's generally like not a decision that, that, it, you know, if you're ready for it, it's not a decision that you'll, that you'll regret. Totally. Let's do the last one here, Barrett. Hey, Brett. And yes, love the pot. I have a wedding coming up at the end of the month uh, in my hometown. For reference, I live across the country from where I grew up and don't get home much or get to see these friends too often. I'm heading there single, and I'm pumped to run into some old flames. And I took a few days off work to get, uh, to get there Thursday to enjoy more of the weekend. My question is, am I wrong to be more excited about Thursday and Friday night getting to run back to hometown bars than I am for the actual wedding? Do y'all tend to have a favorite part of a weekend or a wedding weekend that's not the ceremony slash reception itself? Thanks. I'm excited for this guy. Yeah. Cross country wedding, go back to the hometown. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Like you, I, I would do the same thing and I have done the same thing in Saratoga. Thursday night you get in and, you know, a smaller group of friends, but you right. get to see some of the old and you're not exactly tied to the wedding um, formalities and, and itinerary just yet. And then Friday night, you know, the rehearsal dinner, if you are or not, are not a part of that. And then you usually hit 
some sort of brewery, bars, whatever. I get this. And once I, once I read this question, I was like, man, you know, I kind of enjoy the Thursday, Friday activities sometimes more than the Saturday night. Yeah, but. no, I don't, I don't think he's wrong at all to be more excited about that. Like, the, <laughs> like, yeah, weddings are great and they're fun, but they, um, you know, there's more, there's structure to them and it's not, yeah. it's, it's an event and it's not a, it's guess what? It's not about you. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. uh, so while that, while, while it's a great opportunity to, to have fun and, and see friends and celebrate some some friends that are uh, are tying the knot. Yeah, I mean like like we're saying like Thursday and Friday are the times where you get to run it back and do whatever you want and hang out and go to the bars and and do whatever else. Um yeah, like I I don't necessarily have a a certain part of the wedding weekend you know, other than to say that like I agree that like when especially when you're traveling like this for one where it's not where it's mm-hmm. not where you live already, you'll you'll I, you know, I kind of imagine that you'll reach out to friends and you'll schedule a lunch here or patio beers here or a, maybe a dinner on Thursday or Friday night that that's uh, that's outside of the wedding. And those yep. are like those are always the, the the other part of it is that like everybody is excited for the wedding on Thursday and yep. Friday. And that like that energy and atmosphere trickles into everybody's attitudes mm-hmm. so that it's like it's all part of the build up to the wedding in the first place. So I don't think it's 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 not like it's mean to be excited about those nights maybe more than you are about the the wedding itself yeah that's a that's a great point it almost has that energy is palpable because everybody has it everybody knows what you're here for and it's like the the you know before a game almost you kind of get that energy and you can feed off that in those nights granted you'll probably take one or two of them entirely too deep and wake up saturday (laughs) saturday's like oh that's the only that's the only danger that's the only danger is that you get is that you do it you overdo it thursday friday and then you're like not on your a game for your luggage on saturday (laughs) (laughs) you wake up i've had a few tea boxes on saturday morning where i'm standing over the ball like oh boy yeah (laughs) but but i think the hometown plays a factor here too yeah you know absolutely if you travel to, uh, I don't know, uh, San Diego for a wedding, that's not my hometown, but I'm still going to have fun Thursday, Friday. It's still bars. It's still whatever. My hometown's entirely different because that's, that runs the risk of inviting more people out on Thursday, and then all of a sudden you feel very comfortable at the bars. You see people you know, and here we go. So, no, you're not wrong for that. Just make sure you leave in, uh, enough energy for Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Because... Nothing like the uh, the bride personal anecdote here. One of my buddies, shouts to Christian, great dude. One of his groomsmen was like standing with us in in line in during the wedding ceremony, and he was like like leaning on the guys because he couldn't stand up. He was that <laughs> yeah, hungover, yeah. and poor his, his, the bride is daggers daggers into this guy in the in the line because she, she can tell. He's about to fall over. And she's like, if you fall over during my wedding, I am going to murder you. <laughs> and so just be respectful of the bride. Here yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta be ready to get through the ceremony. Yep. And if you're in the wedding, then standing up there <laughs> yeah. for the ceremony. And that's the, that's, that's like the, you know, that's the yeah. homework that you do for the reception afterwards. Uh, and, and so you got to be ready to, to, yep. to handle that. Save enough juice for it. <laughs> Barrett, that was a blast, man. Yeah, Thank you. great questions. Before we get out of here, uh, we do a segment called Shower Thoughts, which is a could be an observation, something you're ticked off about, mm-hmm. generally mm-hmm. anything you think of in the shower that takes up a chunk of your day in your brain. Okay. So I'll lead <laughs> off with an example of my, my shower thought that I've, I've had recently. Uh, I was bouncing back and forth between Houston and Austin, which I know you've done a number of times. Many times. And I was doing the... Um, Interstate 71 to I-10 route. So the yep. southern route instead of 290, which I call the northern route. I-10 is filled um, with about 30 miles of construction currently. It's an absolute nightmare. And moving to Texas and driving on Texas interstates, I've learned that I have a new phobia. <laughs> I have a new fear. And that fear is driving in work zones with concrete shoulders that are about six inches from my uh, door. And... The anxiety I get and the, like, white knuckleness I feel, it's because I speed anyway. Right. But when I have a shoulder to my left and an 18-wheeler on my right, I, and I feel like Paul Walker, and I feel like the Paul Walker outcome will be similar, <laughs> Yeah. I, I existentially 
dread these drives now to the point where I am rerouting my entire next years of my life to avoid I-35 and I-10. Yeah, that's the you, you when you talk about that like I have not it's crazy. I have not driven back to Houston in I think like almost 2 years now, wow, okay. which is insane. Uh, but, but what this reminds me of is the drive to Dallas yes. is the I-35 drive up to Dallas is where I, you know, whether we were going up there for, for the Texas OU game or a friend's wedding or, or to, to just to visit, uh, with people. Um, yeah, man, there's, there, it, that's always on 35 somewhere mm-hmm. is, is where you en- end up next to that concrete block, like feeling like it's in your car. Uh, and it's, and it sucks. I don't have a, I don't have a fix for you, Brett. <laughs> nope. I, I no fix at all except, uh. Some some happy pills. Yeah, but. just just ten and two, <laughs> ten and two. Um, you know, phone down on the console. Don't don't try to try to change the radio too much. No, and, uh, I turn on I turn up like bat country just yeah. all the way, and I'm just here we go. Like just let's white knuckle this man. But I've I've learned that I really I really don't like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. Okay. So it, this is funny. I, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days, okay. and I didn't. I could not fit it in on either of the podcasts that I've done this week okay. just didn't make sense. And so I'm happy to actually have this, here this moment here. Uh, we are at, at home a lot and I'm a big snacker. Okay. So over the, you know, the course of, uh, of the pandy, I have been, you know, experimenting with, with snacks going in and out of phases, what I'm having for lunch, what I'm, what I'm snacking on. Uh, I was recently on a, uh, a microwave popcorn kick. Oh, okay. Then, uh, you know, there was my pistachio phase. Sure. And right now, you know, I've moved in to um, just just this week. I've I've determined that the best snack is Pringles. Doritos uh, get the love. Everybody loves a Dorito. Okay. okay. But you break in to a red can of classic Pringles. Ooh. They're they are not lying with the once you pop, you can't stop. You are speaking my I, language, I don't, Barrett it Dudley. Is, it's crack in these tubes. Yes. And I'm like, and I just. Like I'm a Pringles boy now, and I don't know how long this phase is going to run, but like I can't, I have, I'm itching to get back to the grocery store so that I can buy more Pringles. <laughs> what is your so you you're an OG red can. OG red can classic flavor? Do you mix yeah. it up at uh, all? So uh, you typically, if I'm presented with other flavors of Pringles, yeah, I will of course dabble sour cream and onion. Um, is a sure. big one, yeah. and uh, I, isn't there like a weird pizza flavor that's kind of good? There's pizza, pizza's okay. fun- white can. Phenomenal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I am currently I'm messing with the Buffalo Ranch. Okay. That I I cannot stop eating. Yeah. Uh, road trip. You have a road trip order, I'm sure, where you know you're in the car for the next three hours. Gigantic Smart Water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thing of crispy M and M's, the green okay. package. Okay. And the barbecue Pringles, the little yeah. the purple can. Okay. Oh, I. Yeah. I'm a Pringle boy too. But yeah. the 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 just the way that they stack they stack and the thinness of them and how you grab like you grab ten at a time and it's like it's just it's a genius snack mm-hmm. that I feel like doesn't get the love that it deserves as just yeah. kind of one of those classic like snacking road trip pleasures. Totally. It's a middle of the lineup player, right? Where you you know it's gonna hit two ninety and put up like eighty to ninety RBIs. Yeah. But it doesn't get the love. It doesn't get the the free agency contract. No, nope, nope. it's just it's somebody you need in your lineup to win championships. Yeah. So I'm, just I been, need some Pringles. Yeah, been burning on Pringles <laughs> this week, man. I love that. I love <laughs> you. You are absolutely right. And you know what? Pringles deserve to be dumped into a a large like Tostitos scoops. Get the get the if Pringles were served in a bag instead of a tube, mm-hmm. they might be more popular than Doritos. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that take out it's, there, Adam. You hear pot, that? You, you hear know, that? They're, they're so thin that they that you risk the break the breaking the breakage, right. which is obviously you get to the bottom of a can of Pringles, you deal with uh, with the breakage fallout. You also deal course, with the uh, the can the arm. Yeah. Yes, that isn't that's an issue. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, if they the other, if they weren't in a tube, there's also no question that I would just like eat an entire bag of them in one sitting yeah that's the, fair. the tube allows you to gauge exactly how much you've had mm-hmm. <laughs> so you does. you you pop a can you realize that you've eaten half of it and you're like whoa whoa gotta gotta save the other half for tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> have to literally have to oh man well barrett dudley that was fun i'm trying to find your your pizza flavored my the yeah i don't know that just i i've not had it recently they just rung a bell is like a as a as a pringle flavor that i have enjoyed in the past they uh they have the new is it pringles 
scorching. Okay, no, I don't. I don't even know. It's That's like hot Pringles. I, I, I'm not. I'm not like a long time Pringle boy. I've just recent. I'm, recently, I recently was like, "Hey, Pringles sound good." And I, I picked up a can. I brought it home, and I was like, "This is why don't why aren't people talking about Pringles?" I couldn't agree more, Barrett. <laughs> Pringles need more love. Barrett Dudley. That'll do it for the Mail-In Podcast. Thanks again for having me, Brett. Where can the folks find you at? Yeah, go check out uh, the Club Cool Podcast, available wherever you listen to uh, to the other Wash Media properties. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram, at Club Cool Pod. And if you just want to follow along with the, uh, the personal account, I'm at Barrett Dudley across all the platforms. Beautiful. That was a blast. Adam, thank you. Barrett, thank you. Uh, hit us at the at Mail-In Podcast on Twitter or Instagram to submit more content or hit the hotline 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. We will catch you all next week. Have a good one.